Guys, welcome to the Bird Brain Podcast, where the goal is to rise above it all, stay elevated, create that infinity up to you. I'm your host, Isaiah, and I'm here with an amazing guest today, uh, his buddy of mine, Johnny Martinez, who is a health and wellness coach. And I think today is going to be one of those days where you guys get so much out of this episode. As always, you know, we're just looking to rise above it all and, and stay light. And it's always good to... Um, you know, bring in perspective from different places and experiences um, that may be similar to yours, may be different, but overall is something for you to take away and um, apply to yourself if, if you're if you're in need of it. So further ado, Johnny, welcome, buddy. How are you? Good, man. Uh, appreciate that, in, that intro. Yes. Thank you for having me. Yes. Thank you for being here. So how so how are you? Tell us tell us a little bit about yourself. How you doing? Um, yeah. How how's life been treating you? Uh, you know, we were talking about like COVID a little bit and just the process of that and how that's changed and and really adjusted a lot of people um, for better or for indifferent, right? But overall, I think we all. Um, came away with some kind of perspective, right? Some kind of change in, in how we see ourselves or the world. So uh, tell us a little bit about you and like your process since then. So I am a certified health and well-being coach and the coaching process uses, it's actually combines dozens of academic fields. So actually before I jump into that, I help people conquer stress, anxiety, and depression by getting good at life. Mm -hmm framework I created, but the whole framework is actually scientifically grounded and evidence-based. Uh, I got into it for a couple of reasons. First one is I struggled with anger, anxiety, and depression since I was 12. When I was 12, I went to move with my dad because I was getting bullied a lot at my mom's from the kids at school and the kids in the neighborhood. And so that was one issue, moved with my dad, but my dad had a lot of like anger issues too. So I hmm. I witnessed domestic violence almost daily, if not from him, from member of one of his friends or members of the family. So it was like, I thought that was normal behavior, that just fighting and arguing, pissed off. And, and it's crazy because I lost my family when I was like, young. Yeah, my wife, I was married for four years and she got tired of it, right? I didn't understand that it wasn't normal behavior. Mm -hmm. So she left my kids. When my kids were 10 and 12, I got full custody. As they got older, I started to realize they didn't like being around me. And then uh, I blew up with them when I blew up my daughter one morning, just just for stupid stuff. Just I woke up one morning irritated with a bunch of stuff. And uh, yeah, man, that morning was bad. I, I just knew I was gonna lose both my kids again and, and probably for good that time since it would have been their own decision. Mm. Right there, I snapped, man. I realized that I was repeating everything I learned from my dad. And then remembered that his mom was the exact same way. Mm -hmm. It was interesting because I started I started realizing that a lot of the words I was using were exactly the same too, and that's that's interesting to that's interesting important to understand because we spend almost half of our lives about forty seven percent of our time on autopilot, mm -hmm. same thoughts and behavior patterns that we've learned, and those same thoughts and behavior patterns keep us stuck, feeling stressed, anxious, depressed, burnt out, whatever. Mm -hmm. So that was a huge one. That was a huge one. The other reason that got me into it. Is I've actually been a massage therapist for 16 years. Okay. And a few years into it, I realized that most of my clients' physical pain, most of our physical pain as we get older, 
comes from living in a constant state of emotional stress. Yep. Because when our minds get tense, our muscles tighten up and they become stiff and rigid. Mm -hmm. And they get used to being like that all the time. Eventually they stay that way, causing all kinds of problems. Mm -hmm. I realize that we got so used to feeling bad, we think it's normal. Body and mind, it's freaking crazy. And constant stress, anger, anxiety, depression are very often learned behaviors. Yeah. So we want to change that, right? And uh, so I started learning everything I could about the mind from psychology to meditation to neuroscience. And neuroscience teaches us what our brains are doing what, when we're thinking and feeling and how it affects our bodies and, and how it's constantly changing and adapting to our thoughts and beliefs. It is it is one of the most fascinating things in the entire universe because our brains are literally wired to help us win at life. And the only thing that stops that process of evolution is belief. Mm -hmm. Once we believe something is true about the world, about other people, even about ourselves, our brain no longer accepts conflicting information. And that's when the world starts to get really hard. Yeah. When we start fearing the future instead of having faith in it. And so, yeah, I just started following the process. I was already on it for a while. I thought I was self-aware. I've been trying to practice meditation. Interesting. I've been practicing meditation for like 13 years, but I didn't understand it until when COVID hit. So yeah. going, going back to the COVID, like I knew I wanted to start that course. I knew I wanted to create this course of what, what was it, what's been in my mind for years now. COVID was the perfect opportunity. I knew mindfulness, self-awareness was a, was a, a, a key component of it, right? Because self-awareness, again, is where we break that autonomic pilot. Mm -hmm. So I was like, dude, I don't really, I've been practicing for 13 years, but I knew I really didn't understand it. So I started to dive deep into it. And I realized that like, I mean, it's not that difficult. It just takes practice, but you need someone to explain it to you. Correct. So, yeah. So these last two years, I've just been kind of really focused on that self-awareness and just incorporating everything else I've learned from coaching science. Like yeah. I started saying, uh, and coaching science combines all these different fields like positive psychology, the study of happiness, motivational interviewing, how to stay motivated, emotional intelligence, how to control our emotions as well as other people's emotions. I'm just trying to learn, man. So going back to the original question, how I'm doing, I'm doing good because <laughs> honestly trying to improve, man, I realize, and that's a key part, that's a key part of it. I realized a long time ago that I didn't like parts of myself. And I know that's a, a thing of yours, right? Self-love. And that's, mm -hmm. that's important. But what people need to understand is self-love is, is built. It's not like, I mean, we should have a, a, a general like appreciation for ourselves or whatever, but people, people like depression is huge, right? From like toddlers to adolescents, like it's major. And of course, it's just getting worse the older you get. Mm -hmm. People stop learning. People stop growing. And they think, and they think that little adolescence is like that's their whole life, and the life sucks, and and that's all there is to it. And there's so much to to life, man. To so much to learn, to improve. Like life is just literally constantly improving. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm doing, man. Ever since I've done that, like like I have peace of mind, and that's it. Like I'm still a long way from where I want to be in life, but. I'm so far, I'm light years ahead of where I was. Like I, I'm excited about the future because mm -hmm. see that progress. And yeah, yeah, that's the, that's one of the main keys to happiness, man. There's actually a, a term in psychology called the progress principle. Yep. Is that happiness doesn't come from from reaching our goals? It comes from making progress. Yes, yes, yeah. That's dope, man. I think it's uh, I, it's a couple of things that you said. I think that are very important. 
for people to hear and grasp. Um, one being, we'll start from the beginning. One of the first things you said is like you you noticed that you know the anger and how you behave, how you responded to things, was because of your environment, right? What you were kind of planted in, in terms of like who you were around, what you saw. Um, what you yourself personally experienced from these people that were also like your caretakers. These are the people that were supposed to protect you from harm, but these were the people that were also, you know, your first kind of, um, I don't want to say enemy, but it's like the first person that you had to experience some kind of like, um, I want to say betrayal from, right? And I think oftentimes people don't realize that when it's like, and this is, it's, it's honestly a conversation I go back and forth with people about all the time. I talk about boundaries and things like that. And the whole thing is like, well, they're your family. You just can't cut your family off. And, and I'm like, you are, you're speaking in absolutes and I'm telling you to make effort to, to hold yourself accountable, to make some kind of change in terms of your relationship, right? And I think oftentimes, like you said, progress is about progress. <clears throat> people overlook the work that it takes to love yourself they think that it's just like this magic pill that it's like all right i take this pill i love myself and everything is love and light i run through the field of daffodils and life is just great and it's like no because what you're failing to realize is that you are still in relationship with other people and everybody's not going to respond to your happiness or you're wanting to be happy or you're wanting to be at peace the same way you are. The reason why is because, like you said, not everybody's at peace. Right. So, you know, for you, you you being aware of the things that you've experienced and the, what that looked like, but also what the people look like. Um, and then also taking a good look at yourself and seeing how that was carried into your relationships, you know, that you are now responsible for, um, I think is important because it, it kind of encompasses the whole concept of one relationship, self-awareness, but also self-love. Um, and you making the intentional practice to uh, just kind of deviate, you know, change the narrative. You know, because generational trauma is now a buzzword these days. And um, I think we fail to realize just how rooted and influenced we are by the things that we think are just normal, right? Um, you know, like you said, anger, right? How we respond with anger, how we respond to sadness, all these things like our responses are based off of what we've had to experience and what we were on the receptive end of, right? Um, so, yeah, I think that's I think that's awesome. I think it's I think it's really cool, and you know, especially from a guy's perspective, right? Because the self love community is oftentimes um, it, it leans to one particular gender, and it, it's it's un fortunate in the way it's enlightening. I don't want to say it's unfortunate. It's very enlightening because I think what it shines a light on is that, you know, men oftentimes, generally speaking, don't do the work, but also don't necessarily know how, but also don't have spaces of community where it's like, all right, we could talk about our feelings and everything like that and process because not everything needs to be a hole in the wall, right? Sometimes it could just be a simple conversation about like, hey, man, I'm, I'm just not. I'm just not doing too well, right? 
and let that be. Um, but there's a fear attached to that because it's vulnerability and nobody wants to be vulnerable because it's like, if I'm vulnerable, that means you have the upper hand. If I'm vulnerable, that means I leave my, my neck open for you to come in for the kill. And that's not always the case, you know? Um, what is your, like, in, in terms of the, the people that you, you work with, what has been like a common theme you think you've noticed, like whether it been uh, physical therapy and or in, in coaching? Um, Thomas theme is taking responsibility, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he wants to run on tangents, blaming it. Oh, well, two things. We're going to take responsibility and constantly focusing on the past, man. Mm -hmm. So, you know, everybody wants to like blame other people. This person makes me mad. This person is this, this person is that, that, whatever. It's like, okay, well, we can't control people. We can't control how we react. We can, I mean, we can only control how we react. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's just learning, learning how to control ourselves, self-awareness, self-control, which is why I'm such a big fan of mindfulness. Mm -hmm. But that into something you mentioned a little bit ago. It's, um, I'm going to skip my mind right now, but I'm going to come back later. Mm -hmm. uh, so taking responsibility. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, everybody's so focused on their past. And so we created this identity, right? I mean, we when we were born, we didn't have a choice who we were born to or where we grew up. We created Correct. identity based on our based on our experiences and our beliefs. Yeah, yeah. Beliefs that very often came from other people. And that's what people don't understand is like all their thoughts, most of their thoughts aren't even theirs. That's one of the reasons we feel lost in life and don't know who we are because we just adopt other people's beliefs and we just regurgitate information now. People don't even think deeply anymore. They just regurgitate shit and then it's just like yeah. – because they're – yeah, whatever, man. But so they're stuck in this past and not of this identity created and that's it's wrong. Our past – so our brain evolved to remember our past so that we wouldn't make the same mistakes. Yes. Keep beating ourselves up about it. We got to use that knowledge, that wisdom. Hey, whatever. I, okay. I don't like myself. That's, that's what I came from. I don't like my, I don't like parts of myself anyways. Mm -hmm. Figure that out and take responsibility. I was chasing people away too. Oh, that's um, like, I noticed I was chasing people away for a while too. And I used to get mad at them. And I was like, I grew up like very proud. I grew up with a lot of just prideful, a lot of rather gangbangers and stuff like fuck mm -hmm. you me you know yeah and uh so I, that that stuck with me for uh, for man until like the last 10 years yeah i realized that people that were actually nice to me or wanted to get to know me at first were like i started chasing them away and i, I, I had to like at first i'd be like well fuck you too and right I, wait they were nice to me at first what the yeah. fuck so it's it's me it's something me and then I started learning because I've, I've struggled with social anxiety since since fucking kid, bro. I told you I've, I've got bullied a lot. I actually dropped out of school when I was eighth grade. Wow. Okay. And uh, so I so I joined this group a few years ago to go to kind of learn how to be more social. And it's just like going and and admitting that and realizing that okay, part of the problem is me. Okay, yeah. I got on that man. I got to work on that. I don't have to be the same person I thought I was. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because people say it all the time. I struggle with, I'm fucking, I suffer from depression, anxiety, this and that. And the more people tell themselves that, the more they wire their brains to believe it. Correct. So, yeah. So they got to stop telling themselves that shit for the first time. They do not have to be the same person. 
that, that's a, one of the one of the key concepts I try to teach is focus on who you want to be, mm. not who you are. Hey, and and that's it. People are always trying to focus on the past. I get them okay. Cool. Let's let's focus on the future, man. What do you want? What do you want from now? Who do you want to be in life? What is your definition of happiness and success? That's what we're trying to get to. Okay. Who cares about your past? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You think you think you think one of the reasons why, and as you were saying it, I started to think about it. You think the reason why, to some degree, we all focus on the past is because. And we identify with the past more because subconsciously it, it removes us from taking action and responsibility in the future, like for our future. Like if I say that I'm, I'm this way because of my past, the past can't be changed, right? The past can never be changed. It can never be altered. And I say, yeah, I'm this way because of my past, being that the past already happened and technically is non-existent at this point, you can't, it, there's no, you can't collect any facts and data and you can't feel like all right we can't change we can't go back and change the past so you could be a different person this is who you are now and because your past is influencing you so heavily it removes you from having to make any future adjustments it's like well the past the, the past is the reason right and i don't because of my past i don't necessarily you can't hold me responsible to be a different person presently or in the future definitely not for sure yeah people right, that, right? yeah it's like no i got a chance it's interesting that everybody wants the world to change but no one wants to change that's the vibe bro it is it's and it's like you know I, anyone who's listening to this it's like it's not the goal whenever we talk about self-love and accountability and all that stuff the goal is for you to not feel guilty right the goal is for you to just hold yourself accountable because what i've noticed and, and what i've realized is we go out into the world like you said everybody wants the world to change but nobody wants to change you go out into the world you have these standards you have these expectations of how other people should treat you like how you show up in the world this is who i am this is how you should treat me this is what i want this is what i don't want and then when someone's like well yeah well i think i deserve to be treated this way and i deserve you know, to have this kind of relationship where this is the relationship I'm seeking, the first thing we say is like, well, you're expecting too much from me. You have, your expectations are too high of me. Um, I can't be who you want me to be, one, because I don't want to, but also because all of these stipulations. And it's like, there is um, an imbalance of accountability. It's like, everybody knows that they want to be treated well, but no one not everybody shows up to treat others the same way, right? And I used to kind of be um, be heavy on that, you know, treat people how you want to be treated. And while everybody knows that they want to be treated well, I think sometimes there's a, uh, a miscommunication internally in terms of like, what does it look like to be treated well? Because if somebody is like harmful to me one day and then they go and buy me something the next day, I'm like, oh yeah, well that's, they, they love me, right? They, they're doing this out of love. They were just having a rough day and those rough days kind of accumulate into rough years, right? And then the rough relationship just kind of becomes a constant. And I'm like, well, yeah, but they were going through this and they love me. I know that they love me. I know that they care about me. Um, it was just a rough moment. So it's like treating people how you want to be treated. Sometimes we don't even know 
what healthy treatment looks like. Like you said, there would be people that would treat you well and you would feel some type of way about that, right? And right. it's like, what is that? And then if uh, some people got too close or you kept people at a certain distance because it was a way for you to not get hurt or burned by them, it's like, I'm going to get you before you get me or I'm going to get myself before you have the opportunity to get me, right? I'll reject myself first. You know what I'm saying? Right. So when it's all said and done, this concept of, like you said, people wanting the world to be different, but not wanting to kind of shift some things in their world so they show up differently, right? For others. Um, yeah, I think it's, that's interesting. That's I went off on a little tangent, but I think that's that's interesting that you, you said people are focused on their past. Well, yeah, because you touched on some stuff too. Like, yeah, people try to manipulate you too, right? And I don't, I don't even know if they realize it because mm-hmm. my dad was the same way. He was the same way, man. That mm-hmm. goes like, a while ago. Like, I just finally let him go like two years ago, bro. I, just, I couldn't do it anymore. I tried and tried and tried, and, and he just didn't want to change. And it was just like it was fucking making me mid. Like literally, I hated fucking just hearing. Like I just I knew anytime I was gonna talk to him, the world was just gonna suck the joy and energy out of life. Wow. Talked to him like this for years, man, and he would just get mad at me and yell at me like I was an idiot and like whatever. So mm. sometimes there is a point where you gotta say, hey, I don't give a fuck if they are my family. If they don't fucking care enough about you, come on. About you to fucking change and, and do that shit and then fuck them, okay? Then, then they don't care about you. Then you you kind of get a little like, okay, I tried. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. But the manipulation, oh, but that's where I was going too. Like sometimes people just don't know how to love, man. And that's what Correct. I like. Yeah, they just don't. He don't know. I, I didn't blame him. I understood where he came from because, like I said, his mom was the same way and that was his part. What I blame him for is that he didn't want to change. He didn't. Yes. Always right, and that was it, and everybody else was wrong. And that's just, yeah. More than ignorant, that's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, people don't know how to love, man. And I had to, and that's what I learned from my, my relationship with my kids, man. That needy, it's needy. And I learned from going out to to learn how to socialize too. I realized that I was coming off kind of needy, and it's because I wasn't happy with myself. So that was an interesting, interesting thing to become aware of because I was in my mid-30s when I figured that out. I'm like, damn, wow. and I didn't, yeah, I didn't under, I didn't realize that. And so I started to realize like. But real love is not needy, man. It's it's fucking just it's it's unconditional. It's fluid. Yeah. What do you so all right, so we'll go back to the unconditional thing, but what do you what do you define as a needy? Give an example. So like if people are listening, they they could kind of do some checks and balances. It's unconditional. Can I give them the kid example? I mean you said something, they go and buy you something the next day. Like my dad would do stuff like that all the time. Like like he was there when I needed him. When I was in mm-hmm. trouble. When I went to jail or whatever, he was just there. Like, he was always there. If I was going through some kind of trouble, he was there. Mm-hmm. But it was always – but, yeah, he, that's how he kind of, like, manipulated me. But he was just – I couldn't get my point across. I could never talk to him. I remember, like, I've been working on this happiness and health for a long time, man, for years now. And um, he was my dad. He's been struggling with low back pain for years, man. And, and I get all excited. I'm constantly learning and learning things. And like I said, he's miserable too. Sure. <laughs> well, I'm always trying to like, I'm always reading and learning new things. And I'm telling him like, oh man, listen what I did. So you, he can try to incorporate to his life one day. And I remember I read some stuff. There's this great book called Pain Free. I remember uh, I, I was learning about some of that stuff. Mm-hmm to teach him to help him with his back just simple exercise man he came in the house he, i was all happy and excited i wanted to show him what i learned and he was just like 
Will you just stop talking about being healthy and happy all the time? And goddamn, that's crazy, right? I didn't snap back then. I was under the impression that, okay, I'm being too pushy. I didn't want to push my agenda. Oh, fuck, Johnny, you're just always fucking talking about that. Mm. I shut up. up. Um, So non-needy is just a manipulative non-needy. Or what would you define as needy? Like what would needy look like? You're just always worried about what, what they're doing, right? You're always, uh, mm. you're constantly, you just don't give them any slack. Any like, you're so, if they don't love you, you're upset at them for whatever reason. Um, you just kind of create these own stories in your head that maybe they just have something else to do, right? They're not, they're not giving you enough time that you want. Yeah. So you project it as whatever, something negative. Like they don't mm. Um. Yeah, that's probably the best example I can come over right now. I think that's a great example, to be honest with you. It's uh, because I think to some degree we all deal with it because that that kind of that falls into this this um, <laughs> if it's not a physical rejection from the other person, we mentally reject ourselves, right? And we're all we're all responsible for it to some degree. Where it's like, oh, this person they don't they don't give a shit about me. Like this is how they treat me. They don't give a shit. And truth be told, sometimes that's that's true. I'm going to be real with you. I'm not going to hold you. Some people don't really give a shit past their own convenience. And that's just the reality, right? Some people don't care. And the fact of the matter is, is we can never make people care about us more than what they care about us. You giving yourself more, you giving of yourself, you trying to take care of a person more, whatever the case may be, that will never, um, that will never, what's the word I'm looking for? That will never uh, compensate for what somebody already thinks of you, the effort that they're already willing to make, is sometimes the lack of love that someone shows you is also the lack of love they have for themselves, right? Um, and we don't always see it that way. Immediately we default to, oh, I must be a piece of shit, or I must be this, I must be unlovable, whatever, versus just saying, you know what? Maybe this just isn't the place where I get love properly. And that's okay. Right. That's OK. And um, it's funny. The thing about unconditional love I've learned recently is like to some degree, I think love is conditional and not in a manipulative way, because unconditional love is not unconditional tolerance. That's the way I've learned. It's like I can love somebody and never speak to them again because I understand how they treat me is not loving. Right. I can still love you. But the conditions of how I love you in the proximity of my love is going to change inevitably. Reason being is because up close, there's a lot of pain that I'm experiencing from this exchange or interaction, right? So now I realize, all right, cool. I love you in such a way that like I feel for you. But now I have to, I have to put you somewhere else, somewhere a little further away from this delicate baby because you're rough with it, right? I can't allow you to hold the baby, aka the, the, the little part of me that's still trying to heal. I can't allow you to hold this baby anymore because you have a tendency to drop it or neglect it, right? So um, that unconditional love thing, I think people, is, is the reason a lot of times, especially in family dynamics, um, there's this like undying loyalty or unwavering loyalty to somebody who's uh, been the biggest perpetrator, right? It's like this person has hurt me in such ways that like people that I don't know have treated me better than the person that I do know. 
and I'm supposed to have unconditional love for them. Like I'm supposed to be loyal to them when they betrayed me multiple times. Like that shit doesn't make sense, right? That's me having a lack of boundaries, right? Um, that's me kind of developing a codependency in this space. Um, that's me needing the approval of somebody who I can't be sure of in terms of how they're going to treat me. Right. right. I do uh, want to say something on that though. It's something I've learned too. And you mentioned it in your, in your last podcast that you uh -huh. a big fan of communication. Yeah. And that is something I've learned just these last few that I've learned to value. It's becoming one of my values, but that's why we had, there was so much arguments growing up is because yeah. communication. We didn't know. Fuck you. If you don't like the way I think if you're wrong all the time. Yes. And yeah, we have different ways of viewing the world and we even have different ways of communication. And yeah, we're so, that needs to be, that needs to be a main focus, a main value for all of us. We need to learn how to better communicate with each other and to other to understand other people's perspectives, right? Because we all grew up, we all got a different lens we view the world as. Yeah. Yeah, that communication is just, it, it needs to be paramount to um, relationships. Yeah, communication and comprehension. I think more than anything, it's like, you know, because we could communicate, right? But if I have no desire to comprehend what it is that you're saying to me, we're just talking. And at that point in time, each person is just waiting for their turn to talk versus being eager to listen, right? So it's like communication, comprehension, empathy, right? Um, and I think empathy in itself derives from experience. Uh, because something that I've even noticed is like you ever tell somebody a story and it's just like they're, they're glazed over, right? Or there's like smoke coming out of their head and it's like you realize, damn, does this person not give a shit? And again, giving a shit is, is a broad statement, right? Because sometimes people don't have the capacity to do that. It's like I don't have reference points for what you've experienced or what you're telling me, so therefore I can't even fathom what that would feel like or what that would be, right? That was key right there because uh, sometimes I find myself doing that too. And it's interesting because you touched on that right now. Yeah. I just didn't have the experience to to relate to that. I was like, okay. Um, but it's interesting that the listening is something. I'm actually reading a book now. It's just something. I've read a couple of books lately. Uh-huh. I need to work on. And I could tell, like, you listen very well, man. Um, <laughs> being a podcast host or whatever. But I, I can tell. It's just like – it's not easy, but it goes again with getting good at life and just improving ourselves. It's a skill we have to practice, but to practice, we got to care, right? We got to want it. And, and to, we got to care about other people for one. Yes. To admit that, that we're lacking there, right? That we're not good there and we have yeah. to, I got to improve. So yeah, yeah skills we got to learn. I think it's dope. And I think I, I, what I appreciate about you and your, your journey and even like following you on Instagram is like, you know, you can always tell, and I think I've learned this from my mom. Is like, you always, you can always, you can always tell when somebody has come from experience, and the reason why is because their effort to um, to be open, right, or leave their door open in such a way of like, hey, you're welcome into my space, or I'm going to create a space for you to feel welcome, right? So you come in or you don't, but overall, it's like I'm going to do my work to be a space that you feel like is, is safe for you. And, um, you know, I commend you for that. And like, 
listening to your 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 resume, your professional resume, but also like your life resume, it's it's clear that you you've experienced a lot, you felt a ton, you continue to feel a lot, but it's like you're making active choices on a day-to-day basis to change the tracks, right? You're on this train track and it's like you're always making it a point to detour. Every chance you get, I'm gonna detour. I'm going to switch to track. Why? Because now this is my life versus the life that I've experienced or the life that I've had to endure at the hands of somebody else who was responsible for me to some degree. Now I'm responsible for myself, but also I have responsibility for other people. And what does that look like? What am I going to make that look like? Right? Um, and yes, yeah, like your eagerness to, to just learn and, and, and plant in a different garden, I think is like, it's very apparent. It's very like, it's very apparent. Like you can see it. It's like, yeah, this is somebody who's just doing the work and somebody who's being real about the work that they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I love that. Yeah, bro. It's, it's, it's dope. And it's like, again, when it comes to men, I, I love to see more of us in this space of healing like an emotional awareness, emotional intelligence, but also just having a conversation of like around sadness and pain. Like you said, you've been through things with your dad and you're still going through with your dad. And like, you just had to make that cut. And it's like, the thing is, is and it, it, it's, it just goes to show, no matter how old we get, there are still some wounds that are so deep that go back to our childhood, right? But now we are responsible for the inner child, like where we parented ourselves. And you making certain choices with your dad now is you saying to your younger self, hey, I got you now, bro. Um, I know you felt like nobody was protecting you then, but fuck that, I'm protecting you now. <laughs> and we can't rock with this guy like we used to because he's not good for you or me. Right? Yeah. And I think that's, yeah, say that again, I'm sorry. Taking control of our life, just realizing that we have a lot of control there. Yeah. Realizing we have a lot of control. A lot of people, there's this thing I've been, I've heard about it for a long time. It's like, there was some research done. It's called learn helplessness. We learn how to be helpless. Oh, yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, the research actually shows that. And that, that, that was a prominent research for like 30 or 40 years. And uh-huh. it was a great book called The Hope Circuit, if you want to read about it. But uh, I'm going to write it down. The Hope Circuit. Okay. And, uh, that was a predominant theory for years, and um, they recently not debunked it, but he realized we start out helpless, which is just common sense, right? We're babies, of course, we're, we're helpless. Uh-huh. We learn control, and control is where well-being comes from. When right. we learn that we have control over our lives, that doesn't mean being neurotic, right? We can't control the world, whatever. Right. We have so much control over our lives that people, they're so used to, to not getting their way or whatever that they just give up, and it's like, it's really not that hard. Like, I know a lot of people. I've had clients that said, "I I, I hate my job. I'm miserable. Whatever. We'll go get another job." Well, it's not that easy. I mean, I bounce job to job, man. You could put an application. You could put two applications a day. Yeah, here, bro. And it probably wouldn't take you a year. Probably just take you a few months. Yeah. And so it's simple things like that. And the intelligent thing to do is just to educate yourself, right? Educate mm-hmm. yourself. Get a job that you're really happy with, so you wouldn't have to bounce around. Yeah relationships you're lonely well go go out and meet people i get i understand that's fucking hard it's not easy to do <laughs> yes 
you go where you, you go where you want to be. You go where like uh, like I wanted to learn how to surf, so I go I, I go and talk to people at the beach sometimes. You know, it's, it's out of my comfort zone, but it's kind of fun, and I, I'm more like I like it at the beach. The club wasn't my thing. I used to do it at the clubs, but I get social anxiety there. Sure. Um, beach, I'm pretty cool. A little anxious, but it's still a little more comfortable. So, anyways, you figure out you figure out what you are, who you want to be, where where you're more comfortable at. And you take control in that way. And you take control by saying, hey, I'm going to go talk to somebody. I'm going to say mm. whatever. And just learning these different aspects of our life is that's where we learn mastery. It's called like, we call it mastery. And that's how we, we gain that well-being and, and we overcome that helplessness is just by realizing, dude, I fucking got this, bro. I'm going to dull. I'm going to handle it. Yeah. Like, focusing on solutions instead of problems. Yes. I'm writing that down. Go where you want to be. Um... Yeah, that's that's. I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, you also you said you're you're um you're currently there's a a program that you're you're either running in the middle of or you're starting in terms of like the what you practice you are offering that to. Okay. So yeah. I create a whole course: how to conquer stress, anxiety, and depression by getting good at life. Love it. Yeah. So. I mean, the, the first module, there's five, mod, five modules, each, mod, each module is about an hour long. Mm -hmm. The first module is how to communicate with our emotions. We actually have nine needs most people don't even know exist. Yeah. And when these needs are neglected, we feel stressed, anxious, depressed, and burnt out. And it, it starts with self-awareness, but it's simple as, as realizing. So there's a couple here. Let me see which one's like, we have a curious adventure. We all have a need to be adventurous, right? And yep. this is different for everybody, right? Some people want to jump out of planes. Some people want to try a new flavor at Starbucks, whatever. But we all want to <laughs> have a little bit of adventure. Yeah. So it's just going through. And the other one's like relational. Everybody knows relational. There's confidence. Confidence is a, is a key motivator of everyone's. We all want to feel competent in life. And that goes yes. back to control. And that goes to like and, – and that's where – that is learned, man. That is learned from, okay, well, we want to be good at our jobs. Yeah, we all want to be good at our jobs. We want to be respected at our jobs. Well, you got to be good at your job. Learn, get better, improve. Yeah. Uh, and all these different elements of our life. So I explain these nine needs and how to communicate with them and how to realize what are they trying to tell you. Okay, well, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hurting here, man. I need to go have some fun. Or no, I don't feel very confident in myself. And mm. I need to so the first model is all about that. Um. And the second module is planning, right? We got to create a plan. We're, we're just driving around, lost in the dark, hoping not to crash. I know you like Come the, on. You know, you like those little, uh, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know how I move, man. It's, it's easier to digest. I think when you, when you create a picture for somebody in terms of like what it is that they need to learn. And I think, um, not to cut you off, but I think the reason why I do that, or I don't know why I do that. Maybe it's, it could be my mom because she's a good storyteller. But I think as a as a trainer, as a writer, you know, as an artist, it's like giving people a visual, right? And understanding that everybody learns kind of different, but also making things simple to digest. Like you said, if I if I picture that I'm driving down the street, right, and I see uh, a, uh, <laughs> I see a turn and it's bright there, and I see a dark alley and it's 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 dark over there and I can't see. It's like which one am I gonna choose, right? And like it applies like people visually see that and they're like, oh yeah, of course I'm gonna go towards the light. And it's like okay, cool. So you have the concept of what I'm talking about. So it's like yeah, I love to use 
analogies because I think it's just like it gives people something to kind of like picture. Right? Well, that, that's interesting because I just read about that in my freaking self-development learning. Like that's how people visualize things. That's how people remember things in our brain. We we remember things with pictures. Mm-hmm. And that's a good one I got, man. But uh, I, I still <laughs> trying to work on too, like because I read it. And I'm like, ah, man, I want to connect with people, right? I want people yes. to feel what you feel, like. Okay, so it's something I want to work on, but I read it and I was like, okay, that's how our brains work. Okay, let me try to practice it. And yeah, it's it's uh yeah, I'm I'm trying to get better at that too. <laughs> Bro, I I love I just love that you're like you're like I said, the work is intentional, man, and I love that you're doing it not just for yourself, but it's like funny because the fact that you're working so hard to be better, be a better person, it's like you're influencing community. Right. And you're also creating community, whether it's virtual, whether it's in person, it's like and energy is is a thing. Like I know it's 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 kind of this thing that's thrown around like vibes and energy or whatever, but it's real, right? It's energy is a real thing. Mm-hmm. And what your energy is internally, like people can pick up on it. Some may not be able to pick up on it because they're not in tune with their own shit. But overall, it's like, you know, how you move and what you have going on inside, people feel that. And people people respond to that. And you know, for you it's it's literally like you're rewiring your energy to make it something that's 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 attractive versus like repelling, right? Exactly, man. That's exactly energy is energy is like and there's actually a lot of research on it. it's based off of mere neurons. We all have the we're all we all have the ability, we're all born with the ability to be empathetic. Yes. In fact, we're all empathetic as kids because it's natural. And as we get older, when we get so like self-absorbed and trying to fit into society's narratives, we yeah. actually lose that ability. So we all have that ability. We just got to practice it. And again, going back to caring. Yeah. Um, man, I go on tangents too, and I forget stuff. <laughs> no, it's lo- I love it. I love this. I love it. So, oh yeah, that reminds. Oh yeah, so that was a key. That was one of the keys I realized when I was being fucking weird, bro. Like, yeah, is like. When, when I was like chasing people away, like it was my energy, man. It was interesting because sometimes I go up, like, I learned that you could approach random girls on the street, bro, cute girls, without saying a word. Uh-huh. And you never seen them before, they never seen you. And if you got the right vibe, good energy, you could just give them a huge hug right off the bat without saying anything, bro. Yeah. And for somebody who's used to chasing people away, that was mind blowing. And that's, that's kind of what was the first time I realized, wow, I can control my energy. That's crazy, dude. That's awesome. And that's so important for people to understand because, and then I read all about it that, yeah, we're wired that way and whatever, but it's like, we can control our energy. If we, yeah, if we feel like shit or whatever, people pick up, pick up on it. Yeah. And uh, that's why people love confidence and just, you know, good vibes and stuff, man. Cause we feel it. I love that. I, and I, I had cut you off while you were explaining the, um, you said there were nine, or you said that, how many steps were there in your course? Well, there's five modules. Five, five modules, yeah. And we were talking about the nine needs of uh, each person. I think that's where I cut you off at. Right. So that's the first module is to get in touch with our needs and, and understand how to communicate with them. And it's pretty simple. It's really not hard. Uh, mm-hmm. You just take the time to, to listen to them. It's the, hard, the, the hardest part is kind of weird for most people because you got to talk to each need in the third person. It's like you're talking to yourself. Why in the third person? And the reason for that is because it allows us to separate our negative emotions. So, yeah. Because when we're thinking, we get all emotional, right? And, and when we're emotional, we are thinking rational. Part of our brain doesn't process information very well. So yes. it's just for us to talk to them in the third person and get a better idea of like what's going on with ourselves. 
Um, the second module is just creating a course, charting that course, man. Who do you, what is your definition of happiness and success? Who do you want to mm. be? That's it. Fuck the past. Fuck who you thought you were. Let's yeah. focus on who you want to be. What is your, what, what is your idea of happiness? Yeah. And, and it comes to, and then that's where it gets a little confused, not confusing, but because so many people, God, man, I posted that question to so many hundreds of people, like hundreds of people and they all come up. No one knows. No one can give a clear definition. What's your idea of being happy? Well, I want to be successful. What's your idea of being successful? I want to be happy. What's your definition? So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's because it's because we're conditioned to think that happiness and success means making lots of money and being adored by everyone. That's what right. our mission in life is: is to fucking have people like us and and be a lot of and we want people to like us and we think money's gonna do it. Yeah. And, so so we're miserable we don't know who we are we're lost in life and we're depressed because we're not following our true passions our true authentic selves and, and it's you know it's just a downhill from there everybody's stressed yeah. and depressed because they're not living up to who they really are yeah so i help them define that uh help them define that get it clear on who they want to be module three is all about mastering mindfulness man like i said i did it for 13 years and i didn't know and i didn't know what i was doing so it, it's just a certain way to do it, like focusing on your breathing, but really just understanding that about 99% of the people I spoke with say meditation doesn't work. I recommend mm. meditation all the time for anxiety. It's just something I like. Try to meditate. Try to meditate. And yeah. 90% of people say it doesn't work. I know they say it doesn't work because they probably tried for five or ten minutes and gave up. They were like about, yeah. It's not easy. It like yeah. anyone, worthwhile in life it takes effort we have yes. practice but there's plenty of research on it like bring at least two of the most mindfulness practice which is the one i teach and um loving kindness meditation actually have there's a great book called altered traits about the actual research on brain scans from hundreds maybe even thousands of beginners to like advanced monks so it works it's proven to work right so Module three is all about how to master mindfulness, but I give a lot of quick and, and practical techniques too. Like there's a simple one, being mindful is just name five things you can see, name four things you can feel, three things you can hear, two things you can smell, one thing you can taste. And it's just bringing you here to the present moment, right? And realizing that, okay, just being here, present, listening and, and, and being in this moment. Yeah. So module three is all about mastering mindfulness, really understanding that, getting that self-awareness. And four is something, module four is something I threw in there from my experience with massage therapy, just teaching people that they really don't need to go to the gym to, to age well, okay? Mm -hmm. not, even, not even that, is that we can actually have fun, right? Go that, go treat that curious adventure, that need for adventure to go have some fun and, mm. and get some exercises so we can treat multiple needs at the same time. Cause not, and nowadays everybody's so pressed for time. I heard that excuse so many times. I don't have time. Don't have time. Oh God, that's freaking crazy, bro. It's nuts. I don't have time to take care of myself. I don't have yeah. one hour a month that I'm paying $80 a month to get a massage. I don't have, I don't have an hour a month to go get that massage. Like that's crazy. So I created this module to go some simple exercise you can do in 20 minutes to get your body moving in alignment the way it was supposed to move. That yep. way we, the way it's supposed to move because throughout evolution, we, we just, we sit at a desk a lot, right? So our body's yes. not moving the way it's supposed to, which causes a lot of pain as we get older. Correct. Yeah. So I threw in those, like I said, it's like a 20 minute exercise. 
and then strategies for like how to figure out what's important to you, who you want to be to go treat these multiple needs. Like I want to get some exercise, but I want to also have some fun. And I also want to spend time with my kids. So I started taking my kids to go learn how to surf, to go how to rock climb, to go how to go hiking, to treat those multiple needs that I needed. I needed adventure. I needed I need to get closer to my kids. I wanted some exercise. And just telling people, like, think like that. Think a little bit like, okay, who do you want to be? What type of needs do you want to be? And, and channel that into, like, creating a, a, a strategy based on based on your values. Yes. Uh, and that makes it more enjoyable, right? And then that's it. And that's, that's yeah. it right there. You, you figure out a strategy according to your values and to your strengths, and life gets easier. Life gets more enjoyable because you're like, oh, fuck, well, I'm, I'm, I'm good at that, or I like it at least, and I can get good at it because I enjoy it. Yeah. And, it's filling those needs and yeah that's 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 module three module four i can't think of right now <laughs> module, module five is getting good at life man they're just they're just a bunch of techniques to learn how to make stress work for you instead of against you yeah stress actually there's bad stress and there's good stress have you heard about that oh absolutely oh yeah yeah. <laughs> good stress actually enhances our performance. We actually do better when we when we look at stress as a challenge instead of a threat. Our brains and bodies actually function significantly better to help us overcome that challenge. Yes. So I just brought again, there's a bunch of practical exercise in there. I got to like help people view the world different, man. Just change the perspective and look at it. And it actually and it's logical, it's common sense, because that's we're so controlled by our emotions, man. This process of loving ourselves and living a life we love is really a logical process. And that's yeah. not to say our emotions don't matter. Our emotions are important messengers trying to tell us something, but they're guides. They shouldn't control us. They tell us what's missing, what we need. Yeah. And, that, and then we use that to make informed decisions to, okay, well, this is how I'm going to strategize my life to yeah. figure things out, man. Heck yeah, brother. Well, where where can people? Um, I'll put your I'll put your information in this this podcast episode, and I'll also blast it on Instagram. But where can people find you? And if they're interested in in uh, starting this course with you, like where can they get that information? I like people to start at rollsandgoals.net because it's it's a ten minute video to help people clarify what's most important to them and who they want to be, and it's completely free. And I think that's right. the baseline again because you have to know who you are and who you want to be before you can chart a path. Correct. Yeah. Rollsandgoals.net. Yes, sir. Let me write that down. Rollsandgoals.net. If you guys are listening, rolls and goals. So it's R O L E S, right? And goals.net. Yes. All right. Hang on one second. So guys, rollsandgoals.net. There we go. That. Okay. Awesome. And yeah, so yeah, how else how else can they reach out to you uh, directly if they if they want to start working? Directly they can go on johnnyjmartinez.com. All my information's on there as well. Okay. Johnny J. Johnny J. Martinez, you sound like a DJ, bro. Johnny Thanks, J. <laughs> yes, Johnny J. Martinez. That's a vibe right there. Awesome. Yeah, so I'll, I'll put those. I'll put those in the um, in the in the bio of this episode. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Is there anything else that you wanted to share with these guys before we get out of here? <sighs> Didn't think that went through. Huh? Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, 
that's it, man. Living a life you love really isn't as hard as most people make it seem. It's really not. It's, it's just yeah. taking responsibility for our lives and making self-development and self-improvement a priority. Priority. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Johnny, it was such a pleasure to have you on here. And I actually got to have you back because I feel like there's this this cake is is uh it's in the oven and now we gotta we gotta decorate this sucker because man there's so much of your journey that's um that's just in who you are and like like i said the fact that you've always made it a point to change tracks every step of the way and even if you look back in your past you look back at it as a reference point not as a place to stay um and i think that's always commendable when you know people come from places that weren't filled with love and they learn to fill their space with love now right you learn from what you don't want to be versus become the very thing that you have to heal from um, so i love the fact that you were doing that work and how influences and impacts on it. even in this conversation right it's uh you made my day better so uh, thank you for that brother <laughs> Yes, guys, so take care of yourselves. Go check out johnnyjmartinez.com. Go check out rollsandgoals.net um, if you want to start working with this fine gentleman. And um, obviously, this guy is well-decorated and he knows his shit. And it's something worth um, getting a hold of. If, if you're really serious about healing, it's like as long as you still have breath in your lungs, there's always some time to heal and do things different and have better relationships. It's just a matter of if you think you deserve it and if you if you want to do the work. So um with that being said, guys, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and take flight. Johnny, thank you. Thank you, Isaiah. Appreciate it, brother. Absolutely. <laughs>